hello, is this thing on? Hello? Oh, looks like it is. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, my name's Henry Laurel. Uh, I'm an Akium from the United States. I'm visiting the Western Frayne Union of Nations to work as a researcher for one of the larger universities there. Uh, that still feels so weird to say. I know that's one of the biggest accomplishments within our locution society to be able to integrate with the world outside the colonies, but I'm still not comfortable having to keep that separate identity. I know that we're under more scrutiny nowadays, and I know people don't like us as much as they used to, but I wish that I could just go as myself. I know that they're, like, out there, that they're more accepting of us than out of a lot of places, but I guess I gotta put that aside, as the end goal of this is pretty big, and it'll benefit us all. And I have to say, I've only been here a little while, and I've found something that could give us insight into history that we thought was lost forever. But, we, anyway, yeah, uh, so, the point of this. Um, let me give you some excerpts out of my diary I've been keeping. So, yes, uh, 7.20.271AR. I arrived in the Steinwald at 6am. Uh, Hiawatha Interplanetary was as busy as its reputation gives it. Doesn't help that there was a protest about the U.S.'s invasion into the Eastern Apollo Union, but, uh, that did sold transit to the Hulk, but... Thankfully, the public transit there is actually pretty good. Um, thankfully, the Alluring Colony was able to work with the higher-ups to get me a house there, too. Uh, it says that the town that I'm going to be visiting, like here, is uh, Hazeltown. Quite a little place, it seems. Though, and it seems like it has a pretty big artist scene. Looks like a good place to raise kids, or just get rid of the, get away from the insanity of the Steinwald. Hopefully, it's not too... Boring. I'm going to be living there for a while. So, anyway. Yes. 810-217-AR. 271-AR, excuse me, I'm having trouble reading my own writing. I'm spending a lot of time in the city, but I'm taking some time to enjoy the sights around Hazeltown. People around here are actually pretty friendly. I'll give them that. Um, good grocery stores, good food. In general, nice little friendly little village. I found a local library there that's surprisingly well stocked, though. Seems like someone really wants to put, must have put some good money in there. I wonder if someone here is kind of rich. Must have been. Anyway, they actually seem to have some books I've never actually seen before. Though, something seems odd about this place. I can't quite put my finger on it. I don't know why such a tiny little library has such a well-stocked collection. Oh, well, I really shouldn't judge them. I'm sure every, everyone wants to read. At least they should. At least that's my take. 815-271-AR. Seems like I was right something was up. One of the books there stood out to me. At first glance, I, it was just a normal, magiscriptic copy of the Alexandria Wonderworld. You know, that thing that almost every library in the two worlds has one. But this one was actually different. Um, nothing about the typeface or anything was about it. It didn't have any more information in it. But it had a person in there. There's a spirit living in the book. At first glance, you just saw that it would just be a normal book. But I felt something through it, and this lady just popped out at me. I guess she could tell that I was a locus. Um, 
I do kind of have that aura about certain people. Um, the librarian around her seemed to know that she existed, and when I was kind of holding the book, uh, she kind of seemed like she was very nervous that I was going to do something with it, but uh, I, I don't want to disturb this book. The lady in there seemed quite friendly, um, at least for a little bit. She did seem like she could get a little cold after a while. Said her name was Bibli. Um, didn't really have any other name, just, just Bibli. Unfortunately, she wasn't able to tell me anything about, well, why she's living there, or anything about her past. I guess that she's just a sort of, uh, what's the word for it, kind of a, uh, like a hologram kind of thing, like, almost like from the past, but she couldn't tell me anything about it. We were able to chat from for a while, and kind of told me her story about how she was taken from some wizard's place by someone else, and she actually managed to give me the person who came with her. Uh, apparently he's living in the Steinwald now, so I was able to kind of figure out where he is. Uh, maybe that could kind of give me some guidance on where would be a good place to kind of figure out what's going on. Um, especially if we've had those those callings of uh, apparently signs that Cygnus Rex will be working around here. Gotta stop them from being around here. Um, they can cause some real damage. Um, I better talk to that person. So I will do that uh, relatively shortly. 817-271-AR I was able to make contact with the person that Bibli told me about. We met in a bar in the Steinwald, uh, where he lived. Uh, it's a famicon, and his name is Cass. Cass McLean. Very interesting person. Uh, seems like someone competitive. Uh, when I walked in, he was trying to have a competition with someone at the bar. But, uh, I digress. Um, unfortunately, like Bibli, he couldn't remotely remember much of his past. But he stated something kind of interesting. He apparently lost his memory, uh, in that ex in an explosion? Yeah, a few years back, he was involved in some sort of wizard explosion. Um, well, not a wizard explosion. Uh, something about a poker game. Uh, that he was playing with a wizard and a few other people. That's the only thing he can kind of remember sticking out. Just wizard, I guess, must have lost, and then got really mad and blew the thing up. And when, basically, everything settled down, Cass kind of woke up, and I didn't remember anything about his past. Um, found Bibli there, too, and kind of they went going on on their own merry way. Sounds far-fetched, but I actually believe him. You see, I probably could tell more about his past, and I only knew him for a few minutes. You see, I mentioned he was a Famicom early. Standard-looking. Looks uh, kind of like, well, most Famicons do. I don't want to be, you know, stereotypical or that, like that. Um, but he looked like... Kind of like you would imagine, a beagle boxer that a whole lot of Famicons kind of look like. Um, but, giving a once-over, I could tell something kind of seemed off. Namely, his body's artificial. It didn't seem like a real body. Like, it had all the features of a normal body, but something seemed synthetic about it. Namely, that his aura that he is radiating was quite strong, actually. 
but it had a signature to it that I've never seen before. Also, his eyes. They were a solid green. Which, I don't know what causes that, and I'm pretty sure he would not like me poking around in his eyes. He probably needs those to see. I've heard of artificial bodies being made. I didn't realize they were actually at this state. But whatever, see whatever who put him into this body. Also intended to be for someone else. Someone a little bit more feminine, I guess? Anyway, um, after talking to him a while, he mentioned that he was seeing a doctor, um, which didn't really have much to do with our conversation about any weird happenings around here. But I figured while I'm here, I should go get a doctor. Um, yeah, and he also happened to live in Hazeltown, so, and he's a house doctor. So I guess I'll make an appointment with him. So, once I got that information, I just kind of finished our talk, and he gave me, I gave him my card if he needed to talk to me, and, uh, we're just on our merry way. 822-271-AR. I was visited by the doctor that Cass mentioned me. Uh, it seemed like his name was one Dr. Lomi Loisel. Um, I wanted to make a consultation to make sure that uh, I had a regular doctor in the area because I need to make sure that I'm in good shape. Uh, I don't want to go south, and I'm going to keep. I want to keep this body for a while. Um, so, yeah, better make sure it's in good shape. Um, unfortunately, this turned out to be a little bit of an issue on my part. See, Cass mentioned that he was a very good doctor, but he didn't mention he was also an empath, which meant that he saw right through my shapeshifted body. Uh, he know he knew immediately that I was a locus. Thankfully, he seemed rather nonplussed by this, and if anything, more amused, which is interesting because it didn't seem like much really amused him. Very straight-laced guy. Um, kind of sour at first glance, but. It did seem like once you kind of got talking, if you were talking about someone or something curious about, he definitely seemed like he had a little bit of warmth under that cold or cold exterior. He's an Eastern, uh, Eastern Ocholan, uh, who I'm going to hear from one of the ex-European co- or ex-European colonies, from the Artemisian colonies. Um, former medic in the Gundam, uh, he and his partner left there for a more peaceful life once their country was being started to be used as pawn in many of those proxy wars that are happening out there. Some around here is a doctor, either making house calls in Hazeltown, or working in one of the hospitals. I forgot which one he mentioned. Um, and he did mention that he knew both Cass and Bibley, and is familiar with both of them. Uh, so they spent a lot of time together, uh, Cass and Bibley, looking over magistrated books. I wonder if it means that they are trying to find something of their past there. Now we did make an offhand comment, though, about something about putting themselves in the book. Are they trying to scry? That usually requires a lot higher magical power, like senior wizards that have been doing this for decades, and I don't think that they really have the experience. But I guess they're trying anyway. Might be worth looking into. 10-15-271-AR I spent a little while trying to investigate anything, but I really couldn't find anything odd happening around town. Um, although, after having some time, spending some time in the research department at the local university I was working at, uh, I was invited to a party that there was going on. Uh, it seemed like one of the local Thanksgiving uh, harvest festivals were going on. 
um, that happened in the area. It seemed like the the place they were having it was quite a little rinsy little uh, club. Uh, I forgot which one. Um, one of the ones in the uh, Steinwald. Not a huge place, but it was a pretty fancy event nonetheless. Lots of fancy suits and champagne getting thrown around. Lots of those little hors d'oeuvres. A bit too fancy for my blood. Um, I was mostly spending my time kind of minding my own business there. Just kind of looking it around. Just seeing all the interesting faces in the room. Steinwald's kind of an interesting little melting pot. Uh, kind of like how, I guess they say New York's kind of like one of those places. Kind of like the whole thing of America being the Mer uh, melting pot. Or at least it was. You're not the only one around there anymore. Um, but one of the people kind of stuck out. Um, I was happened to be minding my own business, in which one of the people there kind of caught my eye. And I guess I caught his. Uh, kind of interesting. You don't see many Sardras around outside of their country. Much less on Remus. You also really don't see them in a uh, three-piece indigo kind of loud suit, holding a glass of wine, swinging from it pretty gently, and making a lot of flirts at the waiter. There, I guess he really fancied that guy. I didn't really see much in him, but that's usually not my treat of swing any anyway. But, yeah, you also guess it's kind of hard not to stick out when you're two meters high and kind of a bit of a round fella. And then he kind of looked at me, and it's straight for me. With a smile that appeared, it, it felt like it was genuine. But then again, when that person of that stature is walking right towards you with a very massive smile on his face, it's kind of hard not to be frightening. Turns out that this guy is kind of well-known in Steinwald. His name's Theron Pendragon, and he's quite the character. Combination author and businessman, he helps the city management uh, kind of help with several of the businesses and local infrastructure around here kind of bit has his thumb in every, a lot of pies. When I asked him what someone like him was doing out here, and how did he manage to come out here, what's his story, he said that he actually used to be a bodyguard for a wizard. Uh, one of those wise old wizards that uh, happened in the country they came from. Uh, this was some massive underground castle, and he spent most of his time guarding it. Although, it seemed like the guards were doing so good of a job at the top, that really didn't give Theron much to do, and he spent most of his time studying in his master's library. And that actually, uh, that library is why he actually came to me. Uh, turns out he's a friend of Bibli and Cass, and they must have let him know that I have been kind of poking around. And it seems like, uh, yeah, he's been looking into me for a while, and very curious about why I mysteriously didn't have any background information. It seemed that the colony forgot to give me some, uh, kind of fabricate some background for me, but, oh well, uh, I guess they didn't really want to do that for someone who would just be a random researcher. Why would anyone look into that? Yeah, um, he also managed to peg me as a locust almost immediately. Uh, but thankfully he was a gentleman enough to keep that a secret. Uh, doesn't want any kind of scuffle happening around. And also, he was perfectly fine with that. Uh, kind of interested in that, anyway. Yeah, especially, he seemed really interested in what I was doing. Um, he did bring up, for a while, 
uh, and it kind of brought me a clue into what Bibli and Cash were working on. He spent a good amount of time uh, when he was at that castle looking into how the thoughts and memories of offers of those who manuscript works into books, uh, how they're how that all manages to stay in the text even long after they're dead, and how scrying could help bring those memories back to life. Once I, we kind of had a conversation for a while, and he kind of seemed that I was kind of familiar with the subject, he led me to a more secluded area where we can have a more uh, talk that probably didn't want to have any any uh, onlookers or any eavesdroppers hearing us. Namely because he wants my help for a project that he's working on. Um, seems like also Bibli and Cass are the ones that are also helping him work on this. He thinks that actually if he can get a group together, that he could actually perform just as good a scrying as a single magician could that had decades of experience, even though none of the people there had a whole lot of experience. I, if I had just like came out of him, out, met him out of the blue, I'd say he was insane. But from what I've seen here in Hazeltown with Bibbling Cass and Nomi and all that, and since I'm, that's kind of the reason why I'm looking here is for weird happenings that are happening, I took him up on his offer. He gave me the name of his partner uh, who could show me something that would show that he meant business. I don't know what exactly he meant by that, but uh, I guess whoever his partner is is holding on to something that could kind of put a kind of a reason to why he's looking into this and maybe kind of show that he kind of means business in the sense that maybe it's some sort of machine or something? I don't know. I didn't really elaborate much, but uh, I took the information, kind of enjoyed my the rest of the party, and kind of went along my way. 1018-271-AR. The contact Theron gave me worked as a curator for one of the Steinwald's more credited museums on Romulan history. I saw her carefully checking on one of the exhibits to make sure it was just perfectly aligned. Theron did manage to give a really good description of her, appearing in with a dark complexion and a seemed like a permanent scowl on her face. Name of Lila Moore. I walked up to her and chatted with her a little bit about the, ex- the exhibit that she was painstakingly working on. And she seemed a little less inter- interested in having a conversation with me at first. Once I let her know that I actually happened to know a little bit about the exhibit she was working on, she kind of warmed up a little bit. Uh, talked to her about a good ten minutes, and then I decided, well, she seemed like someone who would appreciate me cutting right to the chase. So I brought up Theron and his project and Bibli and Cass, and made sure that there was no one else around to make us... Didn't want them thinking what we were insane. Didn't want to discredit this museum or this person. Uh, once I brought that up, her expression kind of went into a full-on smirk. She seemed like she was kind of interested, but also in a weird halfway uh, kind of manner. Um, and seemed like uh, maybe Theron kind of got a hold of me, because she must have figured out who I was. Uh, once I told her that, she motioned to me to come with her in a, kind of a storage area in the back. What she showed me was a crate the size of both of us, filled to the brim with a bunch of manuscripted atlases, memoirs, textbooks, and reference materials covering everything about the two worlds that we live on. She told me that Theron and Bibli were 
barely able to chain some of these books together. The thing with scrying is that you only really have what's referenced in that book. You only have a faint single memory of what's in the page. But they're saying apparently if you chain a whole bunch of books about together, you can paint a full picture. And that when you chain them together, you can almost feel like you're in that world that they're describing. Not just like a kind of a hologram kind of thing, but you're in that world. Apparently they were able, the reason that they're interested in me, especially Theron, and the reason they were looking for someone just like me, is that they need kind of a telepathic guide. You see, us, uh, I guess it's the thing that us locutions have that uh, kind of the other races don't, is our ability, we, I guess that our tele telepathic nature can kind of give them something that they're missing. And I guess that's what they want me for. They, I guess they would chain those books together and I would kind of help them serve as a guide with whoever gets doing the scrying. But it seemed like they're kind of missing. I, they didn't say how they chained these together, just that they apparently can. Uh, Lila did happen to also know someone else that seems like they have some sort of techno-wiz working on this. I guess Lila didn't know exactly what the tech was, but apparently they have someone really smart working on it. I'm kind of curious to see what these machines are. So I asked to see if I could see what this machinery was. Uh, Lila gave me an address of an apartment that seemed like it was in Hazeltown, and a name, and that I should go visit them. But Lila kind of stressed. It seemed like this person's a little shy, so she's going to need a little coaxing to have some random stranger show up to her apartment. Um, so I had her made arrangements, and I walked out of there, kind of interested in what this person could be. 1020-271-AR. I went to the address of this apartment that Lila gave me and knocked on the door. Heard a voice on the other side of the door, uh, definitely a feminine voice, and I, who asked who I was, and upon introducing myself, she kind of opened the door ajar, still had the chain in the door, and it looks like just a Accuhim lady, just with fairly striking eyes, striking orange eyes. I kind of went to further detail to who I was, kind of mentioned that I knew her whole group, I guess, and kind of gave myself an introduction, what, an introduction and what I was planning on doing. And then she opened the door, let me in, and I was kind of surprised at who let me in. She was an Akiyam, all right, but I guess partially? Uh, had elements of other creatures? Kind of her, her arms and legs seemed like that of, like, it was almost something like the sphinxes or owlbears that you see in the mythological books. Yeah, um, this, I guess, is the Radia character that Lila was talking about. Radia Scheherazade. And she kind of, I guess she kind of realized that, I guess I was being kind of rude and staring a little bit. Mentioned that her form kind of came from an accident that she kind of, was involved in when she was doing some charity, uh, charity work uh, throughout the uh, Aluros region. Something about her, yeah, she went to a cave that one she she wasn't supposed to, and whatever was in there kind of, she blacked out, and something changed her into what she is now. No other recollection about it, and didn't seem to do any other harm. Didn't really seem to want to talk about that much, and I don't blame her, so I didn't really press on. I guess that's just who she is, and that's perfectly fine. 
She did seem uh, to get into get a bit more uh, lively when I talked to her about what's on her workbench. She hooked up one of those Persicon things that's all the rage now uh, among the kids, and I guess, guess it's not just a kid's toy, as I kind of you'd hear. She's trying to get some games over it, actually, over the uh, net that we... Uh, Guess Hazeltown has a good network. Uh, that that should be sort of useful later on, and I wonder if I could kind of patch myself into this. And it seems like she was actually able to get into some Macution networks as well. Kind of interesting. Um, shouldn't be able to do that, but I guess she was able to figure it out. And also on her workbench, she also showed me what she would use to do some chain the books together. Some machinery I wasn't able to understand, but it seemed like it would able to kind of take the magic from one book, kind of chain them all together into one kind of source. Kind of a very powerful source. You'd need some pretty potent magic to keep that thing uh, active, and I don't think any battery would be able to do it. You'd need a person to be able to do it. Um, so I asked her what who would actually be powering that. If they knew, I guess maybe they know Wizard, and they know enough weird people around here. But she did say that she happened to find someone, and that I'd be able to meet her at a tavern. Uh, looks like it's the Red Rooster. And uh, at that point, she said that uh, the person would be able to were, be there in about three days. Very specific, but... Oh, well, I'm not complaining. I, after we talked for a little bit, I kind of took my leave and kind of wait the three days to see what's going on at this Red Rooster place. 1023-271-AR At around 7pm, I visited the Red Rooster. It was a nice little tavern with a medium-sized clientele, probably about, say, 40 people in there. Uh, there was a live performance going on as I walked in, and the star seemed to be who I needed to see. An, eddy, an elegant Lady Leplen uh, uh, named Rapsley. Rhapsody, excuse me, uh, was playing Request on the piano, and seemed to be doing a pretty good job for what I can tell. I'm not exactly a musician, but she seemed to be doing the job that she needed to do. She was able to go on for a full hour uh, before she bowed out and head to the bar for kind of a quick refreshment. I walked up and introduced myself. She seemed pretty friendly uh, and open to talking to me. And after a bit of conversation, I mentioned knowing Radia and the gang, and uh, that caused her to even light up even more so. I asked her what her role in this plan was, and she explained that she would be the source of the magical power. She didn't seem like the wizard type, uh, rather young, um, but she explained that she is not a traditional magician. Um, her, her magic comes through music. Um, I guess her music, her abilities to play music, um, is coincide with her ability to channel that music into uh, some sort of magical ability. I was kind of confused. I didn't never really seen much of that. It seemed like a, it wasn't exactly the most potent or most uh, um, most practical in a warlike setting where a lot of these magic kind of came from. But uh, yeah, she showed her ability and managed to. She just started to whistle a little tune once. I kind of looked like a little. I was a little confused, and it was weird. It felt like it was playing directly inside my head, even though it was coming out of her mouth. And I was getting, like, a very weird, almost high sensation from it. 
Kind of like, it seemed like uh, how cats react to uh, catnip. It was very calming. Much more than even, like, a thing of tea or a thing of incense. It was very potent. I complimented her own abilities, and she seemed very pleased about that. I guess I... This is the person that they're using as a magical power. She seems rather young to be able to channel something that could take several people into a world for an extended period of time. But I guess she has the ability. And maybe she has something that I'm not seeing. Also, it turns out that this is the partner that Lomi mentioned. Uh, she seemed very happy when mentioning him. They seem like kind of an interesting couple. Um, kind of Interesting seeing the two subtypes working together, or in a relationship, but that still works. I'm, I'm not going to judge. I mean, if they're happy, I'm not going to bother. Anyway, uh, after talking to her for a while, I felt like I learned what I needed to know, and I headed home. 1028-271-AR I was enjoying myself at home when I got a call from Theron. He told me that everyone was going to be meeting at the library tomorrow. And because now that he's met me, he feels that he actually have everything to start his little scrying project. I'm a bit nervous, but excited at the same time. I guess we'll see when that goes tomorrow. Well, I'm dictating that this as I prepare for going to this library tonight. If this goes like everyone says it should, it should give us an unimaginable amount of history lost to time. Or it could give us complete nonsense. We'll see. I hope it goes well. I guess I'm the eighth person in this ragtime group now. Anyway, I'm signing off. This is Senior Researcher for the Apollon Locust Colony, and your friend, Lolo.